In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Your Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for your graces. And your manifestation to us at Epiphany, help us to know who you are and to have confidence in your great Messiahhood. Amen. There's a show that came out recently, a couple years ago, called The Chosen. Have you heard of this? Hands? All right. Good amount of you. I'm very proud. Right? It's a really good show. Um, and I think it's a really well done show as well. It's, if those of you who haven't heard of it or haven't seen it, basically what it is, it's like an artistic modern rendition of, of the Gospels of Jesus. You know, with some like artistic liberties taken here and there, which I think is fine. We can do that. We can do that in our prayer. We can do that in the production of, of shows. I think it's really good, too, especially because it's a, it's a Christian response to the modern day. We're going to watch something. We watch television. We're going to stream something. Right? I like to watch sports. Some of you like to watch Turkish soap operas. Yes, I am judging you in the heart of my hearts, right? There's, and there's other shows out there. A good chunk of it is garbage. Right? Not even like, it doesn't fulfill our hearts or make us closer to God. In fact, it makes us more, it can lead us into temptation. So it's a good show. Anyway. So one of, the, one of the episodes is this gospel. And I just loved how it was portrayed. Because it wasn't just the gospel story kind of in itself. It kind of led up to it. Leading up to it was, once again, an artistic interpretation. Was Jesus at like a festival and he was playing some sort of like silly game where they had to catch a ball and throw it. And he was terrible at it. So Jesus was terrible at this like game and he lost and they kind of made fun of him for it. Then he goes to the synagogue as the Messiah in his hometown where he grew up with his buddies that he like played ball with as a kid and now he's the adult and now he's manifesting himself that he is the Messiah that he is the incarnate God to the people and this half this gospel happens and everyone's just confused I'm like you're you're the Jesus guy you can't play catch you're telling us you're the Messiah you're the anointed one you're the one we've been waiting for for thousands of years and for all of like Jewish history and he's just like yes this is who I am. And what I find very beautiful about it, I was, when I was praying with it and reflecting it, is his level of confidence. He comes off not arrogant, confident that he is the Messiah. And that's how he portrays it, even to the point where the rabbi was like, in the law of Moses, it says anybody who's a false prophet who claims to be the Messiah who isn't must be killed, must be, must be stoned. And Jesus looks him in the face and he's like, I am the law of Moses. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Jesus is feisty, right? He is. He is the law of Moses. He is the Messiah. He should have that confidence. And we should have confidence in his confidence that he is, that he is the Messiah. So I was praying with that idea of just confidence in general. Because on the human level, the, the, the virtue of confidence is in the middle. right? It could be to one extreme where we're arrogant. Even St. Paul today is preaching against arrogance. And nobody, no one like would describe a person, oh, like this is my buddy Bob, you know, you would love him. He's super arrogant and full of himself. It's not a good quality. You don't find that as a good quality of a human being. Or the opposite of lacking of confidence, somebody who's like always fearful or constantly anxious or very skittish in life, these are not attractive qualities of human beings. Confidence is. And it's a hard virtue to try to balance, even in, even in, in like virtue in life and just personalities in life. But even more so in the faith, as we desire to follow Jesus more and more in our lives. That we can have confidence in Jesus because he is the Messiah, but how we approach Jesus is important too. Because if we approach Jesus arrogantly, you can't do that like, I deserve this. I'm praying from the health of my mother and she better get better or I want to be successful in this. Nor can we be scared of God. 
Right? I think that happens oftentimes, and I would correct this in the community. We teach our children, like, don't be bad. God will be mad at you. Therefore, we get scared to approach God, not in a holy, reverent type of fear of God that we should have, but we're scared of God. We're scared that he's going like, to punish us for things that we do wrong. Well, it's a wrong way of looking at Jesus. It should be one of, of confidence. For example, I was with some buddies who were hanging out, and is the nature of my friendship circle. It tends to be like followers of Jesus and disciples. So they were teasing each other about how long each of them were going to be in purgatory. Like, bro, you're gonna be in purgatory for so long. And they were back and forth. And I, and like, I jokingly but seriously, I was like, guys, I have no desire to go to purgatory. I'm going to heaven. I'm like, okay, Saint Pierre. And I was like, no, I have confidence in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and in His mercy that I'm walking the path of discipleship. And I lean on His mercy and I depend on His mercy. But I'm confident. I desire eternal life in Jesus. I, I desire eternal life in heaven. That's the confidence that I have in God. That's how we can approach approach God. And even more so, one more step, is how we approach specifically the Eucharist. How we approach the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. I think of Exodus, the first reading from Exodus today, where Moses is, God presents himself to Moses in a burning bush that was not consumed. The all power of God to consume and to destroy and to create, yet it wasn't consumed. It could but it didn't. And then Moses, he shielded his face because just being in the presence of God, being in the presence of God, he knew that he was in a holy place. He removed his shoes. He shielded his face. So when you approach the Eucharist, it can't just be like, yeah, whatever. I can receive the Eucharist. I'm baptized. I take my first communion. Sins, no sins, whatever. I'm not paying attention in Mass. I don't care. I can just receive the Eucharist. Nor do we have to be scared of the Eucharist. Or like, on the, I was driving to church and someone cut me off and I kind of got upset, therefore I can't receive the Eucharist. That's not good. That's not good. The confidence that we are approaching basically the burning bush, the incarnation of God, like the God of the universe who could destroy the world, the snap of fingers, get in the Eucharist. In the, the, the accidents, the, the texture, the smell, the feel, the taste of bread, but not bread. It's the incarnate God. But we can approach with confidence. Not arrogant, not fearful, not full of ourselves, not skittish, but confidence. So my prayer for all of you is in the virtues of your life, where is God calling you to maybe check your arrogance and your pride, humble yourself a little bit, or if you're always skittish or scared of, of fearful of life, to find, find that confidence in God, in your personalities, in your relationships in life, and how you approach God in prayer. More importantly today at this Mass, how you approach the Eucharist. Amen.